Hey there. Thanks for tuning in to Ermia Matters, a podcast about higher education, risk management, and insurance. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ermia Matters. I am Julie Groves, your host, and I am glad to be here today with a couple of very fantastic student members of Ermia. <clears throat> and we're going to get to them in just a minute with some introductions. But I want to let you know that I am the risk manager at Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I am currently the president of Ermia. So I am glad to be here today with Omar Gonzalez, who is right up the street from me at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. It's a lovely time of year up there. The leaves are starting to change. So welcome, Omar. I also have Zane Smith, who is from St. Mary's University in Texas. I can't speak to the leaves down there, Zane. Sorry, I haven't been down there. But um, And so I'm going to let them talk a little bit about themselves and give you guys an introduction. So, Omar, why don't you go first and just tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So I'm Omar Gonzalez. I'm a senior actuarial sciences student with a minor in risk management and insurance, a minor in statistics, and I'm also a master of science in applied data analytics candidate. That really rolled off the tongue. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm a non-traditional student. I was active duty for just under six years. I hit four years in the reserve this year. And so for a total of 10 years in the military. Um, and then fun fact, I am next Thursday is my very last day in the military. So I will no longer be Sergeant Gonzalez, just Omar Gonzalez. That's it. But yeah, I'm just loving it. Just love being a student. And then uh, it's been challenging, but very rewarding. And again, I, I wouldn't, I don't regret a thing. I love it. And what branch of the service were you in? Are you in for a few more days? Yeah, uh, the United States Army. Well, thank you so much for your service to our country. All right, Zane, for those of you who are at our annual conference in Indianapolis, you may have seen Zane because he gets the award for the most dapper dresser at the conference. You probably remember his fantastic suit. We are going to post a photo of him in the show notes because he wore it today thinking this was maybe perhaps a video recording. And unfortunately, you cannot see him. You can only hear him. But I do want everyone to have the benefit of seeing his dapperness. So welcome, Zane. Thank you for coming. Why don't you tell folks a little bit about yourselves? Thank you so much for that introduction, Julie. I'm super, super happy to be here with the Ermia community. Hopefully, my brand from the conference of being the boldest dresser is still going strong within the Ermia network. I'm glad I'm glad to keep that brand vision up. But yeah, I'm super, super excited to be a part of the podcast. I am, like you mentioned, a student at St. Mary's University in San Antonio, Texas. The leaves have not quite changed here yet. We are still getting close to 100 degrees at least once a week. So it is still summer here in Texas, not fall just yet. But I'm, I study in our business school here at St. Mary's. I'm not studying quite as many things as Omar is. So I've just got the finance and risk management major, which sounds like a double major, but it's not. We've got like a combo major here. But I really fell into the study of risk management. I didn't come to college expecting to be. I got recruited into Gamma Yota Sigma, which is a student organization that we have here on campus. And it ended up changing my major to study risk management. But 
I fall in love with the industry with all sides of it. And I'm very, very excited to become an actual industry member. So I love being a student member of all these organizations. I can't wait until next year when I don't have to be the student member anymore when I can be a full industry member. Okay, well, we are we will look forward to that. So tell us a little bit about since you mentioned it, Gamma Iota Sigma. Talk to us about I know you both are involved in that I was recently at the Gamma conference in Charlotte a few weeks ago, and you were both there. So just give our listeners who don't know anything about it or know very little about it, just give them an overview on what that association is. Yeah, for sure. I'd be happy to take that one. Gamma Iota Sigma is kind of the premier talent pipeline for college students who are interested and getting into the risk management and insurance industry. It's been around for a little while, but it's really seen a lot of massive growth in the past decade. So there are about 100 collegiate chapters of Gamma Iota Sigma across the United States and Canada. And so colleges that either do have a risk management program or don't, but they just have a good population of students who are interested in the career path, uh, can start a chapter of Gamma Iota Sigma. So we have local chapters here on our campuses. And that comes with a host of resources locally to get involved in the industry, but also national conferences and resources that are put together by the National Gamma Iota Sigma organization to help really build these students up into a successful professional career anywhere within the risk management and insurance industry. So as I mentioned, I got involved with my local chapter my freshman year of college. I now lead that chapter and I've gotten the opportunity to stay involved with our grand chapter that oversees all the other chapters as well. So a really, really cool organization. And it's nice to be able to have opportunities to network with so many other students that are like-minded about their career aspirations. And so did you say that you you went to college and you got involved in Gamma Ida Sigma and then decided to maybe work in the risk and insurance field? How did you come to find out about Gamma? It was completely by chance. I just, we happened to already have the chapter was active on my campus. And I just happened to have a mentor assigned to me my freshman year. who was very, very involved in our chapter. I think I came into school as an international business major, if I'm remembering correctly. So absolutely no intention to study insurance or risk management. I don't have any family members or any connections in the industry. So I really knew nothing about it. But it was just through that that mentorship connection, someone recommended that I try it out. I went to my first conference and just thought it was super interesting and a great career path and the rest is history. So Omar, how did you decide to, I mean, you sound way smarter than I am. I mean, you named, you named subjects that I don't even know that they had when I was in school. But so how did you, with your, with your actuarial work, how did you decide that you wanted to get into that field? So our uh, university, we have something called Building Insurance Talent. It's like a little program for uh, underserved, like just underrepresented populations. And it, it literally bridges like the gap uh, like between, you know, those populations, like, you know, one I'm part of, right? And then insurance and just risk management in general. And they, uh, they got me to drink the Kool-Aid. They really, did. <laughs> they really did. But I mean, it, it kind of makes sense because actuarial sciences, it's like it's risk management, definitely more numbers. But we're slowly, brid- you know, bridging that gap between, you know, actuaries and the, the RMI majors and all that. Because, you know, it, <laughs> I don't know if you all watch The Office, but, you know, Kevin Malone, he says, I do the numbers, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we, we have the people who do the numbers and then people who really get the conceptual and also the communication and all of that. So kind of fell into it, but I felt like it was inevitable. And also... I don't know. I guess being in the military, there have been a lot of, um, it was just a really easy transition for me. 
because like I've always kind of had an affinity because the military it teaches you to be critical. It teaches you to look at the negative pretty much, ask questions. And initially, you know, kind of is toxic. It's, it's kind of as bad as it sounds, depending on what unit you're in. And don't get me wrong, I was not perfect when I got out of the military. Thank goodness for my wife. She showed me what grace is. But, you know, now instead of me saying, look or looking at faults and then yelling at people, now it's like, oh, man, this is messed up. How can I help? And so from my background, from the major and everything, it just, it was inevitable. It was, it was bound to happen. So. Mm-hmm. So how did you get involved in Gamma Iota Sigma? So through building insurance talent, they, it all kind of falls under the Brantley Risk and Insurance Center here at Appalachian State University. And we just have all these small little programs. And then eventually like you're in one program that leads to another that leads to another. And it led me to Gamma Iota Sigma. Now I'm in the, I'm on the leadership team. You are as well, right, Zane? Are you president? Yes. I'm just, I'm just co-VP of membership. So. The A team here, the A team here. <laughs> yep. And you're, and Zane, are you on the student board as well for Gamma? Yeah, that's correct. So there's local leadership within chapters. And so I'm co-president for my chapter. So alongside, we do two presidents at once to ensure we have a good transition to power since students graduate and it's really cyclical. But within the larger organization as well, so Grand Chapter, Grand Chapter has a staff that oversees all the operations, but they also find it very, very important to keep student voice involved in that uh, administration process for the organization and long-term strategic planning And so every year, the presidents of each chapter get an opportunity to elect two student representatives to serve on the grand chapter. So we are formal members of the board of trustees and the advisory board, and we help with a lot of that strategic planning for the organization and just continuing to integrate the student perspective and all those decisions that are being made. And so I'm serving in that role this year. So I've gotten a really unique opportunity to be able to see not only the local impact of the organization, but how that organization is kind of moving the needle on the industry's perception of how and in what way students can and should be engaged with the industry and how we can continue to invest in that pipeline. And that's so great because for a lot of people my age, we did literally fall into risk management. And so it's very reassuring to know that there are people who are coming behind us who are actually very thoughtfully pursuing it. And they're, you know, they're actually taking courses and are going to be much better prepared for this kind of career than we were when we sort of were thrown into it. So I saw, I didn't meet you officially, but I saw both of you for the first time last year in San Francisco at RIMS at the Spencer Challenge. You both competed with your respective schools in the in the uh, Spencer, I guess it was a risk management scenario and your teams had to kind of come up with a an answer or, or a, you know, a case study answer for that. So without going into a lot of detail. How was that experience for you all? It was all kind of validating. That whole experience, um, it was stressful, (laughs) but for sure stressful, but it was very validating because that same, it was actually a semester prior to that. I took enterprise risk management and that's when I knew, oh man, I really, this is cool stuff. It's very strategic. It's a place where you bring all the puzzles together and you try to figure things out and try to really solve like real life problems and, and make everybody's lives easier, better, safer. Because so, so we did Starbucks, right? And the challenge itself is, you know, pick five risks. We decided to kind of make it, we, we were gambling a good bit because uh, we, I don't want to call it cheating. We did, we did five risks, but we did five concentrations of risk or five nodes of risk. Instead of five specific risks, we did like, it was just broader. It really did identify a risk, but within that risk, within that one node of risk, one of the five, we had about three or five other risks within that 
that same lane, right? And so we picked five nodes, but it was really like 20, 30 risks. And I don't know how we were able to fit it all in 10 minutes. And what was it? Was it a 10 or 15 minute presentation? It was 20. But yeah, we, we somehow um, just jam packed it all and, and that all that information in one. But long story short, it was very validating. It was, it was cool to take the class and then apply that knowledge from that class into the, into the risk man or the Spencer Rims challenge. And just winning it was just, I'll say that I didn't go into it wanting to win. It's not that I didn't want to win. I, I worded that that wrong, but my goal was to make sure that myself or that me and my team, just we all brought out the best of each other and we just really, really, really tried hard on it. And um, winning definitely was the icing on the cake, but it was fun all in all. I, I really loved it. It was such a blessing. Yeah, it, w- it was a transformational experience. So we were the runners, the runners up. So it was down to us, a university from China and then Appalachian State in those finals. And I mean, you could just tell that we don't get to watch each other's presentations, but from everything I heard, you could just tell that so much work was put into everybody's final products. I mean, it was hours and hours of basically doing volunteer risk management work for these organizations. And I doubt they took any of that and actually applied it. But going through the full risk management process that a risk manager would go through just for an extracurricular activity. And so the skill set that we were able to get from that competition, I think was transformational. The exposure and the opportunity to present in front of so many people. I mean, you even mentioned it. We're the president-elect of one of the largest associations within the risk management industry. And you watched us present, but we didn't even formally meet you. So that exposure that we were getting as students is crazy. And it's it's a really cool investment in students. And I've always thought that the competition format is always a great way for students to learn because you're competing, but you're also getting those real world experiences. So it was an amazing experience for me. I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. I don't know that I would do it a second time just because of the, the crazy time commitment, but I loved it while I was on the team. Well, I can honestly say from being there, I did get to see both of your teams. And I mean, you both did a stellar job and I I'm, would have had a hard time choosing uh, the winner. So I, I really commend you both for your involvement in that. And, and congratulations on making it to the finals. And again, I thought it was great. So we're going to move a little bit into Ermia because then you were both involved as Ermia student members and saying, I saw you at the Indie Conference. You were actually a student scholarship winner. And so we were glad you were be able to, we, you were there to be able to participate that. And I think Omar, are you were you supposed to be a scholarship winner and then something came up with your schedule so yeah you couldn't participate so we're going to make sure we bring that <laughs> back around for you again so tell us and, and Zane why don't we start with you how you've heard about Ermia and how you decided to get involved with it so I originally heard about the Ermia conference just through an email from my professor I think during the the promotional phase that you'll do for the student scholarship, you reach out to a lot of the faculty members that stay involved with some of the larger risk management programs. So I found out just via email that applications were being opened. For me, it was something that I was instantly interested in applying for. I've always had a keen interest in higher education. It's definitely a possibility down the line that I end up back at a higher education institution. I want to be a professor eventually. So that intersection of the higher education that I loved, plus the risk management that I've recently fell into being so interested in was just kind of the perfect conference opportunity for me. So I applied and I was fortunate enough to get that student scholarship and be able to attend the conference. That was really my first involvement with Ermia. I wish I had heard about it before. 
I had to I had to sign up as a student member to submit that scholarship application. But if I had known about it in advance, I probably would have already been a student member. I had such a great time at the conference. It was an amazing experience. Well, and it's a great deal for students because our student membership is free. So be sure to tell all your fellow students that, they, you know, if they're interested to definitely sign up for our free student membership. So, Omar, tell us how you heard about Ermia and first got involved. So I first heard about it. Well, to start that off, I'll have to go back a little bit. So I was the inaugural intern for the Enterprise Risk Management Office at Appalachian State University. And with that internship came like funding for the Ermia conference. I had never heard of Ermia, but they were like, hey, my first one was the one in Seattle. And they're like, hey, you're going to Seattle. I was like, what? Awesome. Cool. So <laughs> that's how I first heard of Ermia. But man, uh, even after, actually, well, still going back with the internship and after the internship or after the after the conference, I, I mean, um, I used a lot of Ermia resources because for the first five to six months of that internship, we actually didn't have an enterprise risk manager. So the office consisted of me, just me, the intern. And so I had... As you could tell, I had a lot of questions. <laughs> and so, so Ermia was just such a valuable resource, like the, the forums and all the questions that are asked there, because I was asking those same questions daily and I was freaking out. I mean, obviously I'm not going to get in trouble if bad things happen because I'm just an intern, but I still tried to do my very best. And Ermia and the forums and just being a member helped that. And it really, it really bridged a lot of gaps, a lot of intelligence gaps, a lot of everything. And it was, I'm very thankful. <laughs> so thank you all for everything that you do. We are so thankful that both of you were involved. And you're right, Omar, when you look at the forums, our communities and the emails and the questions that people send, a lot of times you realize you have just seen the answer to a question you didn't know you had, you know, and so it's helpful to know that other people out there are wondering about the same things or struggling with the same things. So it's a, it's a great resource, you know, for everyone from students all the way up to very experienced risk managers. So let's just switch gears for a minute. And I want you guys to tell our listeners what your plans for the future are. So I think, Zane, why don't you you start that? Because I think you have exciting news if you can share it with everyone. It's not LinkedIn official yet. I haven't made the LinkedIn post. So this is like a soft launch. I'm waiting to officially find out what team I'll be on before it's official on LinkedIn. But I will be joining Munich Re's graduate training program, which is a two-year rotational training program, after which I'll be a full-fledged underwriter for Munich Re. I'll be in New York City, which was like a childhood pipe dream of mine to move up to the city. So I'm very, very excited to do that. I should know within the next month or so what business unit or team I'll be on. So once I know that portion, it'll be announced on LinkedIn. But that those are my plans for the future is I'll be graduating in May and moving up to New York City. And I'll spend two years learning as much as I can about the Munich reorganization, but just also about how to be a good risk professional, how to underwrite to the best of my ability. And so I'm very, very excited for that future. Well, congratulations. That's great. And I mean, when you start out as an underwriter trainee program, and then you're an underwriter, you can, you can go a lot of places after you've done that. So that that is, that's going to really set you up well. So do you think that you hope to stay involved, for instance, with Gamma in any way or with Ermia in any way? I'll start with Gamma. Gamma would have to, I, they're going to be trying to get rid of me in the next <laughs> decade. So they're going, they're probably going to be fed up with me trying to stay involved. The good news for me is that the current role that I'm in, that international student representative role, helping with Grand Chapter, doesn't end until August. So they at least have me for a few months after graduation. But 
the organization transformed my life and I'm going to, I'm, I'm very, very passionate about it. And so I'm going to do everything that I can post-graduation to continue to stay involved and realize that impact for future St. Mary's students, but also for Gamma students uh, across the organization. And speaking also to Ermia, I hope to be able to stay involved. I hope that I will find myself in a role that makes sense to stay engaged with a higher education organization. I have a feeling I'll be back eventually. I don't know if it'll be immediately because I don't know where my career will take me during those first few years, but I hope to find a way to get back to an Ermia conference at least once. Well, good. Well, we would love to have you in whatever capacity you can be there. So Omar, what's on your horizon for your future besides being done with the uh, armed forces? Let's see that that is I, I'm getting that question a lot lately. And after so after my internship, I found out that I like really. So I also interned at USAA. So specifically internship with the university, I found out that, man, I really love it. And and I really want to just just being at Ermia. So the reason why I have all these quantitative concentrations and applied data analytics, statistics, actuarial sciences, like is because I really want to bridge that gap. I really want to help quantify risk using big data just because data is everywhere. It's all over the place. And I found, you know, working with the university, it is all over the place. And a lot of universities have seen, have been more decentralized, have been more of a decentralized risk management. They had more of a decentralized approach to risk management. And so I would love to stay at my university. Again, nothing's promised. I don't know if, if there's going to be a position for me at all. If not, we'll have another year to think about it because I'm still trying to, I'll just do full time for my master's degree, right? But I'd love to stay at the university and just really, you know, pay respects to the decentralized model, but really help integrate and then just really build a, a phenomenal enterprise risk management framework at the university here at App. So that's the goal. If not, then I will cry. We'll see. <laughs> I, I mean, I think, you know, universities in particular really need people who are passionate about ERM, especially because some some schools don't even really have a formal program or are just getting the program off the ground. So it's great that you have that passion and hopefully that will be rewarded there. Do you plan to stay involved with GAM? I mean, obviously, while you're still a student, I guess you will. And uh, what about after you're a student, You want are you going to stay involved with your GAMMA chapter if you're still at APP? I mean, that's, again, this, this sounds, so me working at app, hopefully working at app would be just so amazing because I do, I want to stay involved with GIS. I want to still communicate and just be tied in with the student population at, in some capacity, because while there is a generational gap, you learn so much. I mean, they're my mentors too, right? And I would love to uh, also stay with Ermia as well. And I'd love to see your face every year at a conference, right? <laughs> so Hopefully I'll go off into the into the woodwork a little bit, but yes, it would be great. It would be great to see you there. Yeah. So, and so that, I mean, so what we'll have to do then is make sure that everyone at app gets the link to this podcast. So they understand they can hear your passion and and know that they need to hire you. So I'm happy to be a reference for you if you need that. So, okay. So let's just real quickly, if you all had advice to give students in your field, what kind of advice would you offer them? Zane, you want to start? I would say two things. Take advantage of every resource available to you, whether that be Gamma Iota Sigma or MIA or any of the other professional associations within the industry. Um, I'm sure all of the students have heard about it, but we have a talent gap, probably better called the talent crisis because it's really getting to a critical point. There's 
more roles in the industry to fill than we're graduating students out of risk management programs right now. And so these professional associations are begging for students to come in the door and take advantage of these resources. In almost all cases, student memberships are going to be free. There are so many resources out there for you to take advantage of. So don't don't bumble that bag. Don't miss that opportunity. Take advantage of all those resources. Um, And then the second thing I would say is don't be afraid to ask questions. Being a student who is interested in this industry now is truly the last time where you can completely risk-free ask questions. At the beginning of your career, it's still great to ask questions, but you're in your career, so you're supposed to know a little bit. But as a student, you can ask as many dumb questions, not that there are dumb questions, uh, but as many dumb questions as you want, and you're a student, so you get a pass on that. So take take advantage of it now and ask as many questions as possible while you're still going through your education to prepare you for your career. That's, that's great advice. Great advice. And Omar, what, what would you say? My one advice would be just to be a sponge. Um, say yes to everything. And I'm not saying say yes to everything all the time. Say yes to everything now. And then once you found your dharma, your purpose, right? Scale back and just really, really concentrate on that. Be a master, be a master of your craft and then help innovate, right? Be a sponge, be involved, say yes to a lot of things. And um Philosophically, I would say know yourself. Know yourself and take a lot of time to um, be mindful and, and you know, just really ask yourself what, what makes me happy. But that's going down a philosophical path and I can speak hours. But, but I think that's, um, that is important to consider, right? As you're getting ready to move from this chapter of being a student into being someone in the workforce, I mean, you do really have to remember to ask yourself, what is it that is going to make you happy and give you fulfillment, right? Because I think we all know whether you've been in the workforce for negative five months or, you know, 35 years or longer, it's hard to get fulfillment from work, right? So make sure that you know what what can be fulfilling for you and what makes you happy. So I think that was an excellent point to wrap up on. So thank you so much, guys, for being on the podcast today. It's been so great to talk with you. And again, like I said, we are all of all of us old people are very cheered by the fact that the folks coming along behind us they you all are so much smarter than we were and you're we really know we're leaving risk management in great hands and so we do appreciate everything you you are going to be doing for us in the future so we can sail off into retirement so thank you so much so congratulations again to you Zane and Omar we will get in touch with app and make sure they hire you So thank you all both so much. And this wraps another episode of Ermia Matters. You've been listening to Ermia Matters. You can find more information about Ermia at www.urmia.org. For more information about this episode, check out the show notes available to Ermia members in the Ermia Network Library. 